I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, ornament, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters. Topic of the week is 2022 Potter Reflections. Hi listeners, I'm Rhea. And I'm Jen. Welcome to 2022. Hooray! (laughs) We made it! (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of housekeeping. Rhea and I might sound a bit odd in this episode. Um, For the first time in like forever, we're in the same room because we're visiting family over the holidays. Mm -hmm. But the room is kind of big and echoey, so we're trying our best to make sure the audio quality is good, but it might sound a bit different to what you're used to. So sorry about that. Also, unlike us beautiful people, our parents live in like a terrible swamp town, and it's it's so muggy and it's so hot. (laughs) So we definitely have the air conditioning on, and if you can hear it, I'm sorry, listeners, there's no way to do this without air conditioning. Yeah, we would have been sweating without air conditioning. We tried to, well, we did briefly record something yesterday in a different room with no air conditioning and no fan, and like we were both soaked in sweat by the end of it. It was awful. It's disgusting. <laughs> Terrible. We can't live like this. <laughs> so this isn't going to be like our usual Potter prediction episodes. Mm-hmm. What we usually do at the start of the year is we'll talk about what is happening in the world of Harry Potter. What books might be released. What new movies are coming out. What games are coming out. Mm-hmm. And things like that. And what we think that they might look like. Or generally what we think will happen throughout the year. Yeah. We're not going to do that this time. No. Do you want to take it away, Rhea? Yeah, basically what happened is, because we've been visiting family, we've spent a lot of time together. Hooray, sisters. Yeah. A few nights ago, we sat down and we had a big, long conversation about Harry Potter, like the series, the franchise, our feelings towards it, the podcast, what we're doing here, like everything. We just unpacked it. And so we're going to basically go through the key points of that conversation for the benefit of you, the listeners, who weren't in the room during this four-hour rambling conversation we had. (laughs) Thank God. Lucky you. Yeah. (laughs) A conclusion that we both came to is that it no longer feels ethical to promote JK's works. Like, Mm. you know, we've both... I think for at least a year now have both been like, we don't spend money on Harry Potter anymore. We don't buy merch. We don't go and see the films in cinema. We don't spend any money on anything that JK is going to get the profits from. Yeah. But we've also, I feel like reached the point where even talking about new material, like even just being like, Oh, there's a new game coming out or whatever. And like telling you the listeners about it, like spreading awareness of her works That also now feels dirty to me. (laughs) Yeah. So we're not going to be doing that. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah. We know that JK uses her money and her influence to make life worse for trans people. She's been cited in anti-trans legislation and she's publicly stated that she believes most people agree with her. And she takes support of her work, including Harry Potter, to be taken as support of her politics And like, obviously that's bullshit and it's Mm. manipulative and ridiculous, but it does raise some like serious questions about what exactly we're doing here. Yeah. So I Mm. guess that brings us to our first point of discussion, which is the ethics of being a Harry Potter podcast in the year of our law 2022. Mm -hmm. And the first question, the question that we really want to talk about is what we are doing causing harm. Yeah. Because if it is, we want to stop. Exactly. We don't want to be causing harm. Yeah. So for a long time now, I've been struggling with the ethics of what we're doing on the podcast. And we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. We talked on the show about the possibility of ending the podcast when JK publicly came out as a transphobe with that weird, hateful little manifesto she wrote. Yeah. Uh, But basically the only reason we didn't is because you, our listeners, reached out to us and told us how important it was to you that we're creating a safe 
inclusive space for Harry Potter fans, particularly young queer Harry Potter fans. Yeah. To like process their feelings about the series and how it affects us all. So for a long time now, I've been basically dealing with what we're doing here by telling myself that any harm caused by the very act of creating a Harry Potter podcast is mitigated or reduced by the content of the show and the impact that we know it has on our listeners. But in the past few months, we pre-recorded all of the Neville Chosen One stuff and then released it. So we weren't actually working on the podcast for a period of a few months. And it gave me a chance to take a step back from the show and really think about what we're doing. And the idea that I kept coming back to is it is absurd to be thinking in terms of harm mitigation or harm reduction for what is effectively a hobby that we're doing for fun and entertainment. (laughs) So I've basically reached a point where I'm asking myself if we weigh the damage of what we're doing by continuing to engage with and promote JK's works up against the good of what we're doing by entertaining people and creating a safe space and having tough conversations about representation and ethics and critical analysis and everything else we do on the show, what are we left with? Is the show good and are we doing a good thing? I think the answer to that is yes. But I also think, is the show bad and are we doing a bad thing? I don't know. Maybe the answer is yes. I'm scared the answer is yes. Yeah, that's... I definitely think, like, our intent is always to be critical of the work that's put before us and to make things better and safe and supportive for young queer fans and young queer people out Mm -hmm. there. That's always been our intent from the start. Yeah, that's a passion of both of us. Yeah. Yeah. But I just can't... I can't... I'm really struggling to separate it. Like, Mm. you know, when we first... I think it was fucking ages ago when we were doing our episode about what's it like to be queer in the Harry Potter world. Yeah, that was at least a year ago, maybe so more. Long ago. And that was when we first started talking about JK's transphobia. That was before she came out. Mm-hmm. And she was just sort of hinting at things online. Yeah, that was the first time we talked about it on the show. We talked about it in private a lot. Yeah. We have we have a lot of conversations about stuff like this. Yeah. So we talked about it on the show and we brought up the thing about death of the author. Mm-hmm. That was our initial stance. And then when you know when she came out properly we realized death of the author doesn't apply because she's not dead and she's causing harm Um, and she uses her social and economic capital to make things worse for other people yeah that's the thing it's not just that she has bad opinions and she you know quietly sits on a mountain of cash and does nothing but share those opinions on twitter she's actively hurting people and it if what we're doing supports her in any way that means we are complicit in her actively hurting people yeah yeah I like to think that we don't support her because we're very critical of her. Yes. We hate her. We don't buy any of her stuff. We don't support her, like, new work and anything like that. Mm. But, you know, the fact that we have a Harry Potter podcast, does that innately support her anyway, even if we're not doing any active things to support her? Yeah. I'm I'm pretty deep in fandom spaces and I see a lot of talk, uh, especially from trans people, especially from, like, trans people who were or are fans of Harry Potter that like continuing to like and engage with HP with Harry Potter in spite of JK is a massive red flag. And I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm a big proponent of just letting people enjoy things and believing that someone is bad because they enjoy a book or a movie with like bad content or associated with a problematic person. I think that's ludicrous. Like, Dune is just coming out right now. So Frank Herbert's Dune, the novel, is like a white savior narrative with if it was released right now, it would be slammed as racist because it is racist. But like, if you go and see the new Dune movie, does that make you racist? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, I think that's like a weird mix of like purity culture and thought crime that I don't agree with. Yeah, I can half get on board with that because like Frank Herbert, he's dead, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think. I mean, I'm. I don't know. I'm not an expert in Dune. <laughs> <laughs> we both studied Dune, and yeah. we don't remember anything about. It's the fine. Book. Anyway. I remember the effect it had on sci-fi as a genre. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I can definitely see the separation between things like that when the person who created it is no longer around, no longer causing any harm. Mm. Or, like, maybe around, but they're not actively doing anything to Yeah, not involved in politics. That's the thing. But, like, someone who listens to Chris Brown music, I'm like, excuse me? Like, I cannot, I cannot support that because it's like, it's not just a matter of let people enjoy things. It's like, no, he's an abuser. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
Like, so I... I get that. I yeah, that's true. I where you're coming from. But then again, we watched Lord of the Rings the other night. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is full of racist imagery and messages, but J.R.R. Tolkien's dead, and it's like, that, that's that been analyzed to death. Like, everyone mm. knows it, and we can still see the story for what it is and what it was intended to be. Yeah. Like, the thing know. the thing that I love about Lord of the Rings is not the racism. That's no, not yeah. my favorite part of the story. That's oh, my man. least favorite part of the story. I love how those orcs are a racist symbol. What the fuck? Yeah, no. I love how all the good guys are white. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing about the movie. My favorite no. thing is that all the women are beautiful, healing, and not involved <laughs> in any of the major plot. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Just only exists for romance storylines, except Eowyn. <laughs> She's good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 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 I kind of see where you're coming from, but there's some things where I have to draw a line, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree. But, like, also, so while I think that, like, fandom and politics can be combined, and often are, particularly when it comes to issues like representation in media, fandom can also just be a hobby, and, like, it doesn't have to be the end all and who will the be all and end all of who you are as a person and everything you stand for. Yeah. So like, that's just eternally online way of thinking, but ultimately actions speak louder than words. And I think the things that we do and say to other people are always more important than the media we consume or how we engage with it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that. Can I talk about how you mentioned this the other night when we had our big discussion? Yeah. That it's unfair that the legacy of Harry Potter is transphobia. Yes. I have big thoughts about this. Yeah. So, like, obviously, J.K. Rowling's legacy now is transphobia, but mm-hmm. it's unfair that everyone who published the books, everyone who edited the books, yes. everyone who acted in the movies or produced the movies or did the set dressing or everyone everyone the costumers, the composers, yeah. everything, everything. Everyone, everyone who loved the books and was inspired by them around the world and yeah. started charities because of the characters and the yes. story. And, the theme yeah. park designers, the everyone who works at MuggleNet and LeakyCon, all the members of... Harry and the Potters and Draco and the Malfoys. All those podcasters out there. The podcasters. podcasters. And, and like, um, like House of Black podcast and yeah. other great shows. Accio Politics. Mm-hmm. It's unfair to me that that's now associated with transphobia. Yeah. Like, I understand why it's that case, but I think, like, obviously, those people, they're not transphobic. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I find that very annoying. The idea that JK has taken everything we have built... Us, the fans, and also the people who make, like, real sponsored Harry Potter content, like I said, the theme park designers, everyone. Yeah. That she has taken everything that we have built over the decades and turned it into a monument to hatred is something that I can't abide. It makes me sick to think about it. Yeah. It's... This book series, it used to mean something incredibly different. It was it was a worldwide phenomenon. It was translated into, like, 50-plus languages millions upon millions of people read it mostly children Mm. and the message of the series used to be love is the most powerful kind of magic that there is we're only as strong as we are united as weak as we are divided happiness can always be found in the darkness of times like all of this shit was what the series used to mean and it's what we loved about it and now it's just like hatred is the message of the series and it's what it's become Mm. and i hate that it breaks my heart to think about it. It makes me so angry and so upset. I can't even fully express it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's bad. And especially because I know logically that like all these people that put in work and time and design and effort to create things that belong to the canon or things that belong to the fandom, Mm -hmm. they, they're not, they're not transphobic. They're not hateful. They're not putting these intentions in there, but because of JK Rowling's legacy, everything that it touches is now tainted. Yeah. Even if we know we can logically separate it and be like, well, no, like it's just a person's beautiful drawing or a person's beautiful design for the costumes. Mm. It's still tainted with that. And it yeah. pisses me off. She's like a poison <laughs> corrupting everything that she touches. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. So I can't control what the legacy of Harry Potter is going to be in the wider world. No. But I do want to talk about like the personal legacy for the series for me and also the legacy of our show. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let's so, talk about it. what Harry Potter is going to be to me, I'm always going to love Harry Potter. It's always going to be this incredibly inspirational, foundational, meaningful thing to me when I was growing up. And I'm always going to want to talk about it and engage with it, but I think the way that I love it is changing, and that's okay. Yeah. So, I've talked before about 
Harry Potter inspired my love of reading. It was the first book that I read and that I fell in love with. And that turned me into someone who was like known as a bookworm, like whose identity was that she reads a lot of books. Like I've got stuffed bookcases full of books. I went to university and I studied publishing and editing. I want to get into the publishing industry. I want to be the person who decides what books get published and who can make sure that the next generation's Harry Potter, whatever that is, is something by a queer author with better representation in it, with less racism and no anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic caricatures. Like that's something that I want to be in the position of power to make that happen. Mm. And so that's what I want Harry Potter's legacy to be in my life. And also like the closeness with you, my sister, we bonded over Harry Potter and we bonded with our parents over Harry Potter. It was a familial thing. Yeah. I was going to say that's definitely the legacy for me is like, yeah. cause the first introduction I had to these books is you reading them to me. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely like a way that I bonded with you and had something in common with you for once because like you know as the younger sister or the younger sibling <laughs> you're keeping up for years you're trying to like you know be as cool as them or as be as good as them for years <laughs> and then finally we had something that we were both nerdy about together mm-hmm. and that we could talk about and go on massive tangents about together mm-hmm. and so that really you because... know gave me a sister that i have now oh <laughs> <laughs> we made our harry potter costumes together and yeah, <laughs> went to yeah. the movies together yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's so meaningful to me that we had that bonding, not just as children, but through this podcast, we've had it as adults as well. Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to cry if we talk about that for too much longer. Yeah, that misty-eyed. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, definitely another legacy thing for me was, um, I, like you, I fell in love with reading these books, and I was mm-hmm. obsessed with other books and authors and different fantasy lands and different genres. And But instead of, like, leaning towards publishing, it made me lean more towards writing. And, yeah. like definitely reading these books ever since I read them I've always wanted to be an author mm-hmm. like that has been my primary goal in life like I uh, I write and I think of myself as like writing is why I'm here it's my purpose of what mm-hmm. I'm meant to be doing and so even when I'm pursuing other career goals I always have in the back of my mind as a back burner like I'm always doing this so I can write and I so yeah. I can write about it and do more you know storytelling with that so yeah um (laughs) so it sucks that like you know the author that probably first inspired me when I was like a young little baby is now a terrible person Mm -hmm. but it's good now because through that world and through that series I was introduced to other books that inspired me and other authors that have inspired me to be great writers and stuff like that so yeah, yeah that's that's what the legacy will always be for me it'll be a complex thing because one it inspired me to be a writer and to create magical worlds and stuff like that and two, it's inspired me to be careful. Mm-hmm. It's inspired me to be considerate of what I'm putting into that book. Like, is it problematic? Am I offending anyone? Is it causing mm. harm? So maybe yes. it's, it's made me a, a, a better, a definitely a better writer, a stronger writer. Yeah. But um, it sucks that like <laughs> transphobia is what caused me to do that rather than just like, you know, critique based off something like mm. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense yeah. you wish you weren't inspired by something that had a negative reputation <laughs> ah, repu- uh, reputation <laughs> wow I was struggling with that word it was trying to turn into representation in my mouth <laughs> yeah yeah. did you have more you want to say about legacy? just the legacy of this podcast what's yeah. it going to be? that's what I was going to get to Yeah. I would like to think that the legacy of our show is that we made some really great and interesting content and takes about the series. Mm. We defined things like magic. We did a Neville chosen one take that is well-founded, well done and really Mm -hmm. holds up. Definitely the most Um, detailed take on what if Neville was the chosen one that anyone's ever done. Like nobody's ever gone into it the way we did. (laughs) I like to think that we came up with good theories and had good debates that informed more about this universe and made it click more into place. But more Mm -hmm. importantly, I think, the legacy that I want from our show is that it was queer. Yeah. <laughs> that it was queer as fuck and it made um, queer people feel welcomed and happy and that it was a safe space mm-hmm. for everyone to come in and listen and feel included. Yeah. That's what I want, really. Yeah. 
If yeah, if we did one thing, <laughs> we were queer. <laughs> yeah. God, put that on my fucking tombstone. <laughs> he, when it was a stalking line, he wouldn't have wanted you to be sad. He would have wanted you to be, be gay. gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh Star Kid as well. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I hate to think that they're being considered transphobes and like Yeah. Anyway. Not fair. Anyway. Yeah. So how are we feeling about Harry Potter here in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two? I think you should start with this one. Okay. So I I've just gone on a big tangent about how much I love Harry Potter and how it's always going to be so meaningful to me. But I think first of all I'm realizing that I don't I don't love it in the same way as I did as a child. Mm. And I needed that time to step back and re-examine to realize that. I don't love it that same way. And that's okay because I'm not a child. I'm barreling towards 30. (laughs) Suddenly 30? Suddenly 30. (laughs) Two years from now, I'm going to be suddenly 30. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine to have grown and to have changed. And I'm still figuring out exactly what that means, but that's okay. One thing I've definitely realized is that I'm not as passionate about Harry Potter as I was. I'm feeling very disillusioned with the current state of the franchise, and I have for several years now. What are we? It's the 6th of January 2022, and there was some kind of Harry Potter 20th anniversary special event, like film thing that came out a few days ago. Yeah. And several people, including our mother, contacted me to tell me that that was going to happen several months ago. Mm. Like, oh my God, you'll want to watch this on January 1st or whenever it came out. And I'm like, no, I won't. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't care. Like I actively, I don't, I haven't watched it. I have no intention of watching it. I'm not interested. Yeah. It, it, from what I've heard, it's like, you know, money still goes towards JK and mm. they don't actively address her transphobia. Yeah. So Unless like, it's a conversation with the cast and crew about this, what we're feeling right now. I don't want to, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. Like there was a time when I was hungry for any and all new Harry Potter content, but that time that passed a long oh, time yeah. ago. That was 10 years ago more. My interest in Harry Potter these days is almost entirely transformative. It's the fandom. Mm. The most excited I've been about Harry Potter in a long, long time was actually when we were doing Neville Chosen One. Yeah, same. It was retelling the story in the way that we did was so much fun. It made me want to go back and reread the books just to look for plot threads that we missed when we were doing that. And that's the kind of thing that I'm always going to enjoy doing. That's always going to be so much fun for me. Yeah. But what we're doing with the podcast, is it that all the time? No, it's not. Yeah. No. I mean, if I'm going to talk about how I feel about Harry Potter... Definitely, like you, was not the same as when I was a kid. Yeah. And it, for a long while now, maybe like a year and a half, mm. I've been feeling more and more disenfranchised and disillusioned by it because it's a lot, like we do it a lot. Like every yeah. every month or so, we have two long conversations about it. Mm-hmm. And like... And that's just like, you, the listeners, you only get an hour of that. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about what we're going to do we research to see if the topic is viable. We research to do the episode. We usually have more research than we actually say out loud. Yeah. Then we do the recording. Then we do the editing. Then we release it. We do all the promotion. Like hours of our time and thought and energy goes into this thing. Yeah. And that's great. But it's also like draining. <laughs> yeah. Especially because of what it's become now where there's certainly, there's certainly a subset of Harry Potter fans that are just either in denial or actively transphobic and yeah. still still putting money to, towards rolling, still being thoughtlessly s- so thoughtlessly involved mm-hmm. in the franchise without taking consideration for things like transphobia, racism, anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. and like just blindly loving something kind of like in a Disney adult fashion. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really... I'm uncomfortable with that. It's really, yeah, it's made me uncomfortable and it's really drained me of energy and passion for something that used to bring me so much excitement when especially when we were doing this podcast in the first year or so first two years yeah because we've been doing it this is our fifth year of the podcast now yeah but especially in those first three years of the podcast i was so excited of like i get to talk to my sister about something Mm -hmm. for two hours and we get to just theorize and go on long tangents about something that we're both passionate about we have a lot of knowledge about yeah but yeah i still remember those those like very early days like when we when we struck on the concept for the podcast because we talked about doing it for a while Mm. but when we got the idea of 
we're answering the unanswered questions of the series and that's what the show is. And then we made that Google Doc full of topics we could do and just back and forth for days we were adding dozens of topics at a time till the thing was like 20 pages long yeah. and we were just so excited to be like we're gonna do all of this yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely in the last year and a half been a lot different like when i meet new people and i tell them oh yeah i do a harry potter podcast it's not something i'm proud of anymore yeah it's something that i'm shameful of and that i keep it a secret now because it's like i think my instant worry is that they'll assume i'm a transfer well they'll assume that i'm yeah. out of touch Exactly. Although that I don't know or that I don't care. Yeah. That's the thing. Something that you said during our big conversation that really struck me as like so true, because it's something that I've been upset and worried about for a while is like you, our listeners, you know us, you know our deal and you know what we're about. So when we get on our socials and we're like, new episode just dropped, we're talking bullshit about what if Santa was a wizard or whatever. That's fine. You're, you're cool. (laughs) You know us. Other people who might just stumble across that as their very first introduction to the podcast are like, oh, these people are just being silly and stupid and they don't either don't know JK's deal, don't care, like are continuing to maliciously engage in Harry Potter because they're actively transphobic or worse. That upsets me. Yeah. The idea that like people don't know what we're about and what we're doing and we can't like advertise that on every single episode because not every single episode is this discussion about mm. jk and what she means and, and some what of our she episodes is. are like an hour long so yeah like, people might even listen that long before they make their judgment you know exactly, exactly. Well, they might just see us and be like harry potter podcast in 2022 yeah these people suck yeah yeah <laughs> which is like i've never been one to care about what people think but I do care about it in terms of, like, I don't want to be seen as a transphobe. Yeah. <laughs> and also... Oh, like, I don't care if people think I'm fat and judge me for that. But I do care if people think that I'm racist and yeah. judge me for that. Exactly. Like, that's... Because that's not who I want to be. Yeah. And also, it's not just about the externals and how I feel about that. It's more... It's internal for me now. It's internal, it's, yeah. It's definitely, like, I, I, I can't help but feel, like, I know we're not intending to do harm. I know we're doing good for young queer people out there Mm -hmm. but i i can't anymore like i feel like i'm losing my passion for it and that makes me feel disingenuous for continuing to do something and i feel like i'm losing my connection to something that used to mean a lot to me but now it just makes me feel stressed yeah it just makes me feel like i can't connect with this in a way that makes me feel 100 percent ethical and 100 percent fine yeah there was a sense of relief when we finished neville chosen one and I was like, okay, so for several months now, I don't have to think about this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big moment of being like, oh, I still I still love what we're doing, but it also, it hurts me in a way doing it now. <laughs> yeah. And like, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we doing this? So I guess that brings us to what our plans are for the show. Yeah. For the next... It's probably become pretty obvious. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Um... Sorry. We're, we're ending the show. Yeah. Not right now. This isn't our last episode. Because that would be kind of yikes. That would suck. Yeah. I would hate for this to be the last episode of like <laughs> a sucks. podcast that I love. <laughs> this is not our best content. <laughs> no, this is boring. This um, sucks. This is us whining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, woe is me. I feel bad about the podcast I do. <laughs> yeah, it's... Mm, we have a lot of problems in our lives, yeah, this, clearly. This is a cringy <laughs> fucking first world problem. <laughs> literally yeah sorry if you have to listen to this (laughs) but we needed to we needed to give you the context so that we can't just spring it on you and you and because the worst thing that we we don't want to make anyone feel abandoned Mm. anyone that's felt found a real solace in this show and a real place of comfort and a place to help you realize things about your identity Mm -hmm. we don't want to just cut you off yeah and we know that people have because many people have reached out to us and been like Listening to your show every two weeks is getting me through lockdown. Yeah. Like, it's a point of joy in my life. And I we can't just tear that away. Yeah. That sucks. I would hate to lose something like that. And I have before, and it's devastating. And we also hate to lose something like that for us. Like, this is for us, too. Yeah. <laughs> we Our first audience is each other. <laughs> like, I don't... Like, I, I want to end the show. I definitely know that. I want to end the show, but I'm yeah. also really bummed about that. I'm really oh, yeah. Sad. I've got a whole <laughs> rant that I'm going to go on at the end about <laughs> and what I'm feeling. 
get excited. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I will <laughs> Strap say now, in, this is not our last episode. What I have been a proponent of, and I think Rio, you're on board with this. Yeah. Is that we're going to do one last year. One last round. <laughs> so 2022 is going to be our last year of um, the show. Yeah. And what we're going to do with this year is the best that we can do. We're mm-hmm. going to make the most high quality episodes that we can discussing the content that we really think we need to discuss to really try and answer those last unanswered questions and really give a full rounded picture of what we want to talk about. Every time over the past four years, we've been like, oh man, we have got to discuss such and such and such, but we just don't know how to do that. This is the year we're doing it. (laughs) We're going in, going deep, go hard or go home, go hard and then go home. Yeah, literally we're going to go hard for 12 months and then go home. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the big ticket items, things that we've been avoiding because we don't, we don't have the professionalism for it. Yeah. So, but things that, like, yeah. we wouldn't – this series wouldn't feel complete if we didn't address these things. Because, like yeah. you said, we unpacked what magic means. We solved what love magic is. We talked about where the Dementors come from. Like, we figured out big unanswered questions about Harry Potter, and that's always what we wanted to do. Yeah. And I feel proud of what we've done. Oh, definitely. Those are the episodes I feel most proud of. The yeah. things where we've actually come up with a definition. The things where we've actually figured out a long running thing that's driven us both mad to be like, I don't understand how this works, but figured yeah. it out. Why are love potions sold in joke shops? Well, we know why. We explained it. Like, every time any fucking jackass makes that dumb joke about Harry Potter, you can be like, listen to this one-hour episode where these two fools unpack it for you. (laughs) We gave you that, listeners. That's our legacy. We gave you the ability to respond (laughs) with a hyperlink to anyone that annoys you on the internet. Perfect. Oh, if I could do one thing in my life, <laughs> let it. it be this. That's it. It's to antagonize people that don't have critical thought. Yeah. <laughs> Media literacy. Learn it. Simply read the book. <laughs> Simply. Simply read the book and listen to the one out, 100 hours plus of content by these two sisters who did it. <laughs> and then like, yeah, our Neville series. I'm super proud of that because mm-hmm. I think we were really honest to the character and we really did something that was detailed and thought out and wasn't just, oh, well, Neville would be friends with Harry and Ron because of course he would. No, we, we thought about Why? It. <laughs> it's not good enough. Neville would be on the Quidditch team. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> so, yeah. There's things that we've done that I'm very proud of and I want to continue that so that our last year is just banger after banger. Yeah. Like, going through things that need to be talked about. One mm-hmm. thing that we need to talk about definitely is how the legal system works. Yes. How do you run a law-abiding society in the magical world? We've been, we've been avoiding that because neither of us are law people. We yeah. study law. Um, but we need to talk about it. We need to talk um, about it. I need to talk about Hinny. <laughs> I have opinions about Hinny and I cannot be silenced until I've expressed them. That'll probably be our last season float will be here. maybe yeah. maybe if there's anyone that we haven't done so far have we done snilly we have yeah yeah i think okay. the most important sync float that we do is here yeah um it's it, it's like the protagonist in his love interest <laughs> yeah we've been avoiding it because we knew it was so loaded <laughs> yeah and another thing i want to talk about quickly just to promote here is something mm-hmm. that we we've, we've been wanting to do forever that i've been wanting to do particularly yes is we talked about this before we launched the podcast <laughs> we were going to do this we've been talking about this since i was like 10 years old yeah <laughs> is um magical world in australia yes so we want to talk about the australian land history culture and the magical school to do this we want your help if you are australian and especially if you are an aboriginal or torres strait islander person we want to hear from you so we're going to need a bit of time to prepare our thoughts and theories for that deep dive. So please contact us by email or our socials mm-hmm. and get in touch and give us your thoughts about those topics. Yeah, I'm thinking that actually might be a good place to end. Yeah. Like, we are one of the few Australian Harry Potter podcasts, and it would kind of be very fitting for that to be our final episodes. And it will be very removed from the JK Rowling canon for the most exactly. part because we'll be talking about our own theories and how we would write it and well like I was just saying that the thing that I love most is the transformative aspect of Harry Potter fandom exactly. yeah. so to end on that really high note of like this is the thing that I still love about the series I feel like that would be a great way to wrap up the show yeah and I, and I would love to hear other podcast takes on that I'd love to hear American podcasts talking about how they would do it all the morning mm-hmm. I'd love to hear 
South Asian podcasts talking about the Asian schools that have been like, what is it? There's one in Japan and then Mahotoko one somewhere else. <laughs> and then like, there's only been a few that have been named. There's the yeah. one in Brazil. Yeah, I'd love to hear other podcasts from different nationalities and countries to be talking about their own cultures and their mm. own takes on on the histories of their own lands. Yeah, to come up with these transformative projects. That's what I would love to hear. So. Mm-hmm. It would be a good place to end. So yeah, please reach out to us if you're Aussie. Please reach out to us if you're Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander. Please, we want to hear from you. On that note about Australian schools and Australian magic, what do you want us to talk about? Like, yeah, we like we have an idea of like some of the things, the big ticket items we need to address in our Australian content. But like, reach out to us if you have any burning questions that you think need to be answered by us that no mm-hmm. one else can do it. <laughs> no one else can do it. You don't trust anyone else to do it. <laughs> Things that have been bothering you for years about the series or the world or the characters and you think that we can answer that for you, please mm-hmm. let us know and we'll either do an episode about it or we'll either find a way to fit it into something. Yeah, we might have to spend some time this year doing a couple of episodes that are like, quickly, let's get quick through fire. these things. Yeah. yeah. Here's yeah. like 20 points that we need to address real quick. Yeah. And something that I'm definitely going to do is listen back through our entire catalogue and oh my God. get, yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> She's brave, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> She's doing and that for us. non-binary others. <laughs> <laughs> to go back and get all those points where we've been like, oh, we've got to talk about this. Because yeah. something that I hate is like unresolved plot threads. And I know this isn't a narrative fiction <laughs> podcast. It's a discussion. It's a debate podcast. But I hate it when they're like, oh, yeah, we'll definitely do this one day. And then they just never do. <laughs> I can't stand that. So yeah. we're not going to do it. <laughs> And that being said, like, when we end the podcast, if there is something that we missed, email us. We'll mm-hmm. probably get back to you over email. And you can share that on all the socials or whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> you I... put my name to it. I'm Jem. <laughs> like I said, I'm always going to love Harry Potter. It's always going to be something that I'm willing to talk about. I'm not going to be doing it in this medium of this podcast forever, and that's okay. But, like, fuck, if 10 years from now you're like, hmm, I want Rhea's opinion on this, <laughs> just reach out. <laughs> Yeah, we'll keep the email open. Yeah, we'll keep our socials going, probably, unless social media collapses for some reason. Yeah. I will say, I'll stop the Meme Mondays on Instagram. Sorry, guys, but I'm I'm already running out of ideas for Meme Mondays. (laughs) It's been every Monday. I never did that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm running out of ideas. If you guys ever find any memes, by the way, that you think are top quality, please <laughs> please send them to me. I'll use them for the Instagram. Yeah, send us your dank memes. <laughs> and also, like, you guys know our show. If there's kinds of episodes that you want to see, like if you want us to do more of the meta episodes, more debate. We haven't really done debate in a while. More of our yeah. hypotheticals, more of our, um, what's it called? Sink or float, page to screen, like, you know our stuff. If there's stuff that you really want to see in our final year, please reach out and let us know. If you also want us to do something talking about our experience with the show and what we've learned and what mm. we, what, how we became podcasters. I don't think we're like capital P podcasters. Mm. But if you want to learn about that, let us know. The film commentaries. The film commentaries, yeah. We haven't, those out. <laughs> we haven't really discussed that. I think, yeah, we were doing those as Patreon exclusive content, but realistically we're going to be shutting down the Patreon because we're not doing this show long term so anyone who's a patron thank you so much for everything you've done but we'll shut that down so you don't have to pay for content we'll just give you all the content yeah we'll just release all the content it's a going out of going out of business sale (laughs) closing down sale fire sale (laughs) uh yeah we might do those in like off weeks maybe release Um, those i think we'll just release them i don't like we don't have to keep those on schedule we can just release those when we do them Mm. um are they going to be hard to release like on the actual stream though? Because they're fucking long episodes. They are long, um, but that's a problem for our host. <laughs> that's a problem for our host. That's a us. problem for that's not canon. <laughs> Thanks, that's not canon productions for hosting our show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The final point that we want to talk about is how are we feeling about the direction of the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you I... have any feelings on that? I'll go, I'll go first. <laughs> okay, I think good. You've got a rant, so I'll go yes. first. You know, yeah, I was bummed when I realized that. The show's ending, and I think we still have so much more to say. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, we need to get it out in one year. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're going to grind. We're going to gaslight, get, get girl boss this, <laughs> do it in one year. Girl boss too close to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So I was very bummed because I think we have a lot more to say, and I do have fun connecting with you and talking to you. But I was also relieved because, mm-hmm. again, like I said, of the stress that this show causes me and the idea that. I am contributing in some way to J.K. Rowling's transphobia, even though I 
vehemently disagree with it and I don't want to contribute to it. Mm-hmm. And I guess now that we've like talked about it and hashed it through and realized our next steps, I'm excited about yeah. what we can do in this last year, how we can maximize our potential. Yeah. <laughs> we can really just make it banger after banger, as I said, and really do our, po- our most powerful and transformative work mm-hmm. and so i'm really excited about that and i'm also excited about other projects that we're doing i know you're not as excited about them <laughs> i won't talk about what it is but we are doing another podcast together mm-hmm. so that isn't harry potter based at all and i'm very excited about it Rhea less so <laughs> um, you know what i love to do is talk to my sister <laughs> So I'm excited to have another venue where I can get her on the phone and she just can't escape. We have to listen to each other talk for an hour at least. So yeah, I think, you know, you'll hear more about that uh, as it is released and as we get more stuff produced. Yeah, there'll probably be some crossover. We'll release that this year. So you'll hear about it because we'll tell you about it. And so I hope you enjoy that. And if you've been a big fan of our show and are also a fan of that, you can find a way to move on to a different thing and Mm -hmm. be with with us still and hear more of our garbage. But um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Relieved and excited and, I guess, happy that we did it. Yeah. We did it. We we solved all the questions. (laughs) Or we will have by the time we finish this. And if there's ever a big enough question, we might get dragged back in to solve that one. I don't know. I don't know. It depends. depends. Oh, my God. How am I feeling about the direction of the show? Well, thank you for asking. You're welcome. (laughs) I overwhelmingly, my main feeling is sadness. I'm grieving. It. It feels like losing a friend. <laughs> it does. A bit. Yeah. It feels like losing a bit of my childhood a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Even though I started the show when I was maybe 19 years old. Yeah, we started the show when we were both in uni, but now yeah. we're both like full-time working adults. So yeah. we've, there's been a lot of like stuff that has happened while we've made this show. Oh, yeah. I We've said we're in our fifth year of doing this show. We've done about 100 episodes, even though our numbering system is crazy. So it's hard <laughs> to keep track. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we could do another hundred more. Oh, yeah. So it really, it does feel like we're losing something. Yeah. Like, we're we're ending this, but it doesn't feel like, to me, it reached its natural ending point. It's like, we've decided that it needs to end. So now we're trying to end it in a way that's meaningful and satisfying, but it hasn't come to a natural conclusion. So it it feels like losing something, and I haven't fully dealt with that yet. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the depression stage of grief. We moved past denial and past bargaining during our big four hour long conversation. A lot of that was me bargaining. Um, But yeah, now I'm in I'm in depression. I don't think I'm going to hit acceptance for a while yet. We still got anger. I'm excited for anger. Anger is going to be fun. That's when we're going to be like, fuck you, J.K. Rowling. You took this away from us. Yeah, I blame you for this. Also, (laughs) anger might be like, I don't want to do this new show. (laughs) I hope not. Uh, But I also, I do feel good about what we're doing. It feels like a step in the right direction. And there is a sense of relief of being like, okay, this thing that has been causing me a lot of stress is ending now and I can stop worrying about the negative aspects of it that I don't know how to address or deal with because I've done that. We've taken the step to deal with that. And negative aspects that we can't control. We can't control. It's (laughs) external. Nothing about what we are doing is making me feel negative. It's what's going on in the wider world that we can't control and how it's received, how it's received and how it's corrupting what we're doing. That's what's bothering me. So it's like, well, I don't have to worry about that anymore. We've done that. We've yeah. dealt with that and we're going to deal with that. So all we can do, all we have to do now is the best stuff. Yeah. We're focusing on the positive. So that's really exciting. I, like you said, I'm excited about the challenge of trying to do our best year. Our greatest hits. Our greatest hits. All of those <laughs> topics that we've been too scared to look at. <laughs> yeah. Because we wanted to do them, but we're like, oh, I just don't know if we're ready. I don't know if we're good enough. It's like, well, time's run out, so we, we're going to have to see. It is exciting to be challenged. I mean, we're both INTJs. We love a yeah, challenge. Yeah, we love a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I really want to give our listeners the best of what this show can be. And when we look back on what we've done, I feel really optimistic about our ability to do that. We've done stuff that's surprised even me Yeah, that we managed to do it, so... I'm feeling good, but very sad, but I also feel really, really nervous. <laughs> I'm really, I'm scared because I don't know what the reaction from our listeners is going to be. 
and I want to hear what you're thinking, even if it's messy or confusing or weird, because everything that we're feeling is messy and confusing and weird. And even if you hate us for what we're doing, like, I want to hear yeah. that too. I want to hear I'm that sorry, too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really am. Yeah. But I, I need to hear what you honestly, truthfully think of what we're going to do. Yeah. And everything that we've discussed today, whether you agree or disagree, you think we're just being stupid. <laughs> yeah. I do want to hear it. Yeah. And the last thing that I wrote was like, tell us about the kind of episodes you want us to do. But we already did that while I was fucking around with my laptop for 10 minutes. We will release that as an excerpt. (laughs) A blooper. Probably going to get emotional throughout this year. Like you'll catch me in episodes getting a bit misty eyed. Yeah. Getting a bit passionate. And And weeping as we describe our feelings about the Australian school. Oh, yeah. I don't think it would be in a castle. Yeah, um, so yeah, I guess there's only, all all we have left to say is thank you and reach out to us and let us know your opinions, what you think of what we're doing. Let us know any episodes, any burning questions you want answered. Mm -hmm. If you're you're Australian or a First Nations person, please, please get into contact with me. Like, I'm dying here, what you need to say. Yeah, we've got big thoughts on Australia, but neither of us are Indigenous and we really want to address that in a way that's respectful conscientious i don't know what the right word inclusive. is inclusive appropriate yeah i'm not gonna fucking so, pull a jk rolling oh and be like God. native americans are weak and have bad magic yeah no i want to be doing as much research as i can before i do that episode it's yeah just history and culture of australia this is why we've been putting it off tens of thousands of years of history Maria. It's, it's huge and like to look at australia a country with so much history and so many different things and be like let's look at this through the lens of one little magic boy (laughs) and his journey at a school it's like this is so stupid what are we doing yeah it's insane anyway Um, it's gonna be great we're gonna go out with a bang (laughs) i've been jam and uh as i've said in a previous episode long ago if time is an emotion then why do i feel it (laughs) i feel it now and I think I will be feeling it for the rest of this year, <laughs> the year of our Lord, 2022. I love you all. I've been Rhea, and as I've said in the past, fuck you, Jem, for saying that. <laughs> Still makes me furious. <laughs> also, check out my blooper of my laptop troubles. I will be releasing that after this episode, or maybe at the end of this episode. Stick around after the credits to find out. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. And now here's a fun thing. My laptop's frozen. (laughs) I can't get to my rant. Technical difficulties. (laughs) We don't know what happened, but here's some ideas. I'm going to need to reboot it. This is great. Great. Cool. So we're just going to have some filler. Um, Do you have any points you'd like to express? Um, oh my God. I guess like, oh yeah. I would love it if my laptop was working. <laughs> I've been trying to get my laptop up the entire time we've been talking. We are professionals, listeners. I know. I'm... Yeah, it's just gonna it's gonna take a few minutes. <laughs> Let's just have a quiet reflection. Remember tonight. before we started this episode and I'm like, Do you need to print anything? No. <laughs> and you're like, No, I have it all on my laptop and I'm like, Okay. Well the problem is because so he is just another little peek behind the curtain. Jem always manages to get her notes down in like ten dot points. <laughs> I write like ten pages of like paragraphs of text because I can't summarize myself i simply cannot i've got to write a speech beforehand which i then skim over as i talk (laughs) so i didn't want to print like i think i wrote like it was like two two thousand words for this jesus i can't print all that on our dad's printer but we just (laughs) we had this conversation a couple of nights i know so we're just kind of rehashing the points we made in that so you didn't need to write no i did (laughs) jess you don't understand i did have to write it all down like that (laughs) oh dear um It's still not even, like, the word document's not even open. Yeah, it won't even open. It's going to take so long. This is my janky work laptop that I brought because, for reasons. 
It's yeah. not even my personal laptop. That's like this laptop for context listeners is like as thick as two rice cakes. Like it's not <laughs> a modern laptop. No, it's the one they gave me at work. Yeah, it's. <laughs> uh, I brought my work laptop because. We are still in the bad times Mm. and we had to travel across borders to get to where we are to visit our family. And even though we're both vaxxed and travel was totally fine before Christmas, I was worried there would be a massive spike in cases. Which there has been. Which there has been. And then they would (laughs) close the borders before I was able to get back home and I might be trapped here for weeks or months and I would need to work during that time to earn money to live. Yeah. (laughs) So I needed my work stuff with me in case I got trapped here. Yeah, I don't have I, I don't have any of my work stuff. There's <laughs> nothing I can bring here that I would be able to use. So um, if I had been trapped, that would have been a problem for me. <laughs> I only have two weeks of COVID leave. <laughs> yeah, I would have. It would have been a problem for me because I would have been pouring so much money into cat sitting. Cat sitting so expensive. Oh, yeah. Hmm. 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 Well, um, well, this this is all going to be cut out. <laughs> yeah, this is all going to be cut out. There's no way we're leaving this. <laughs> maybe if maybe behind the scenes, behind the scenes, we'll an excerpt. Do you remember we did a blooper reel? What episode? Was that? It was for our April Fool's episode where oh, we did the chapter analysis of the automatically generated Harry Potter chapter. That was funny. I listened to that all the time. Yeah, that was a fun one. We should do like what episodes do we love the most, and which ones do we go back and listen to all the time. Do you ever go back and listen to old episodes? Um, when I miss you, I do. Because yeah. I, I like to hear your voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when I can't sleep, I put on episodes of our show because... You sleep? <laughs> yeah. It's so boring. Yeah. No, it's because hearing your voice is like... It's like I'm at home and you're in the other room having a conversation that I can't quite hear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like you're in your room trying to do work and I come in as a younger sibling to annoy you <laughs> by lying on your floor and talking to you about random stuff for hours. Yes. Yeah. That is absolutely the vibe of our podcast. <laughs> oh my God. I had it open and it closed itself and it's frozen. <laughs> Word is not responding. <laughs> Literally, it would have taken 10 seconds to print this document. It's open. I, know. I can see it now. Uh. <laughs> All right. What's going to be great is that realistically, I'm just going to like glance over this final paragraph that I wrote and then I'm just going to go off the top of my head yeah, because <laughs> Cause I know it's my words. This has been like a solid 10 minutes. Yeah, I know. Of just bullshit. <laughs> I'm so glad we're doing this podcast. <laughs> Remember when you're like, we're going to do our best quality work? <laughs> oh dear. Nothing, nothing but bangers from now on. <laughs> yep. Banger after banger. Yep. Okay. So fresh hits of podcast that in three quarters. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's a mean Monday. All right, that's a mean Monday. I've done it. Okay. So, um, obviously we're going to cut these last 10 minutes and release it as a blooper. <laughs> what were we talking about before? So we can try and link it back and oh, edit it. Fuck. We were talking about like what what do you, what um, episodes do you want us to do? If there's any burning questions you have, right. let us know. Okay. I don't know. It depends. depends. Oh my God. Sorry. My work, because this is my work laptop and I just had to reboot it. My work chat opened and I have 43 messages. Don't. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not looking at that. No, I'm on holiday. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.